Lions, Bengals, and Bears, none of my guys scared. Chase rumbling, any one of them guys there. Wayne Young and he hungry, I pray we patient with him. I pray he leave with some money, I pray he leave with his health, yeah. Uh, the physical and mental The thing I like about football is that stats kill opinions This rap shit I lick the niggas I ain't about to knock it This whole summer I was buying all the winter product And I tried being peaceful But my peace was getting bothered So no doubt we got them eagles We go Carson Wentz, Stefani Okay, 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 okay What's going on ladies and gentlemen Welcome to episode 135 of Electrified I'm your host, Eric Lyons First episode of April, so you know what that means. New month, new opportunities, new blessings, all that good stuff. Happy, you know, happy to be here here in April. April, excuse me, fourth month of 2021. The year is flying. Ladies and gentlemen, how is everybody doing? I hope everybody's doing great. I hope everybody had a great Easter weekend. Maybe, you know, got out. It was nice here over the weekend. I had a good weekend with the fam. So, um, you know, I hope everybody's doing well, you know, I hope everybody's, you know, been, been watching the sports, of course, uh, you know, the, the March Madness games have been nuts. Unfortunately, you know, my boys in the blue and maize didn't make it to the championship game that's being held tonight between Baylor and Gonzaga. But hey, it's a hell of a run for them boys. But listen, we got some things to get through today. Got to keep we got some things to catch up on. I haven't been here in a week. We got some things to catch up on. I want to talk to you guys about NFL Pro Days, um, COVID testing in sports. Going to get you caught up on some boxing news. Um, we're going to look take a look at what's going on with the MLB in Atlanta. I, I really wanted to touch on that because I think that's an interesting situation. And I, I I commend the MLB for standing their ground on um, by moving All Star Game. With what's going on in the state of Georgia with their voting rights and everything, their voting laws. So, got some things, some interesting things to get to. And of course, one thing that I've been dreading the NFL's new 17 game season, man. I did not want this to happen. But a conversation I had with my guy Chris over the weekend made me feel a little differently about it. So, we're going to get into that. But first, let's start off. With NFL Pro Days I hate them I hate NFL Pro Days I can't stand them I can't I believe everyone puts entirely too much stock Into Pro Days I just think everybody over I think they're like very very overhyped I just think that everybody Just gauges They're just too excited about them I don't understand why coaches really go out and see them, scouts. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand why they're televised. I don't think they're that big of a deal. I really do not. And I, I really haven't seen anybody feel this way before. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who feels this way. I can't be. But me, I haven't seen it personally. Like, guys go crazy over the things that happen, the pro days, you know, and especially with the quarterbacks. And it's like, to be honest, I do not care how fast you can run and jump in spandex? I don't. I don't. Why? Why do I care how how you how good you look in a pair of uh Under Armour? What the hell are you wearing, dog? The Under Armour. Oh, what they call uh, compression shorts? Yeah, I don't. I don't care how how smooth and how fast you run in a pair of Under Armour compression shorts. That's just not what I'm here to see. I'm not. I'm not. And friend of the show. Uh, Jaya, she made a good point on Twitter. She said, 
why does it matter how fast you are without equipment? We're playing football, not running check. Like she made a great point. I have never thought about it that way. I have not thought about that. About excuse me, thought about it that way. And you think about it. I don't know if there's any science or any you know if if there's anything that proves that your speed with or without equipment you know if it's the that big of a difference when we're talking about guys at the pro level or guys in college but I can tell you from personal experience I've played at the highest level of rec football okay and I know that running with equipment is different you know with running without it but I know that the NFL in college the equipment is way different I'm pretty sure it feels lighter than what we were wearing what we were wearing but I still feel like Helmet, shoulder pads, stuff like that It's different I just think it's different And when we start talking about equipment I think back to Johnny Manziel's pro, pro day You know, even though Johnny Manziel's career Didn't go as planned Even more uh, reason to not put stock into pro days Because you never know how it can go But at least, you know, the fact that he came in a helmet and shoulder pads I love that Make it feel like football Make it feel like I'm coming to watch a pro football play You know, coming to watch a future pro fo- football player Make me feel like I'm coming to watch a quarterback Not um, some guy trying out for a flag football team That's all I'm saying Make it feel football It doesn't feel like football when I'm watching these quarterbacks Or whatever Mostly it's quarterback pro days that I, I really don't like because you got guys throwing to receivers who aren't covered by anybody. You got guys throwing without a helmet on. You got guys just playing catch, basically. Like, I don't care how you can throw in a controlled environment. That's not... All right, I know you got college footage. But if that's the case, then we shouldn't need... Pro days are unnecessary. Why are we judging these guys off of one day of a practice? Like, an open practice? Like, come on. Come on. Come on, that's like me putting a stock into a Canelo open sparring, like like him uh, having an open training session in the middle of Vegas or something like that. And and I'm not going to judge what he could potentially do on a Saturday night with a Tuesday afternoon workout. Like, no, that's not what we're here to see. It's this is football, you know. It's like it doesn't feel like football. But that's a prime example of why, you know, Johnny Manziel, it's a prime example of why pro days mean nothing. Think about, think about it this way. Just because you have a good pro day doesn't mean you're going to be a good pro. There are too many var- variables that come with the NFL to base somebody's future success off one pro day. Just because you scored great on the SAT doesn't mean you're going to be a good college student. Like the NFL, there are too many variables in the world of college to base a student's success off of one day. All the SAT does is show you're a good test taker, not a good student. That's it. I look at a pro day like an SAT test, like a test. You can be a great, you can have, you can be a great studier. You can, you can be, you know, great under pressure. You probably, you, you don't even have to study for tests. For some reason, you do great on tests. But when you start talking about group projects, group projects or projects in general or other assignments, you may not do well. But some for some reason on test day, you show up guns blazing, ready for action and you do great on your test. Your your test average, your test scores carry your grade. And you don't want to look at a quarterback 
And his test score is what's carrying, you know, going to carry him into the real NFL because it's just we shouldn't put that much stock into it. Put more stock into what they did this past season in their last season of college that they played. Put more stock into that. Put more stock into the film that they put out for you, not into the pro day. I just think that the pro day is just overrated. I just feel like we all put too much stock into it. I think everybody needs to settle down. We don't need to be hyping up throws that guys made at the pro day with no defense. Um, you know, we we shouldn't be making a, a big deal out of it. Like, bro, there's no defense. He's just out there playing catch. That's it. That's literally it. It's literally it. Let's let's all settle down. Okay, let's all relax. Okay? Let's all relax. Let's all relax. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But staying on football, let's talk about this NFL game season, man. The 17 game season. I this is one of the dumbest rule changes I've ever seen. This was so damn unnecessary. Instead of focusing on COVID or other ways to make the game safer. They choose to make it more dangerous. <laughs> like, come on, man. We already got enough injuries as it is. Already have enough torn ACLs. Already have enough um, knee injuries uh, as a whole. Concussions. We don't need to take an extra risk. Or or, or risk. Um, extra risk of COVID. Excuse me. We don't need to do that. A 17-game season benefits nobody but the owners and Goodell. Literally, the players really don't even benefit from this. This is why I was confused, and I couldn't believe that NFLPA is letting it slide. And, you know, they're part of this decision-making process. I couldn't believe it. Like, really? Now, here's, here's my take on it, because what I thought was that the 17th game was going to just be added to the end of the season. That was my thinking. I don't know why I thought that, but when they just was like, the season just got bigger, my assumption was they were putting a game at the end of the season. So now, after having a conversation with my friend, and he's like, yo, I don't think that's what they're doing. They never said when the 17th game was. That changed a lot for me. That changed a lot for me. That changed a lot for me because now it's like, okay, we're talking about the Packers and Chiefs, a game, Rodgers, Mahomes, we haven't seen that game yet. That should be, shoot, put that week one, man. Give us that week one. That should be a week one Sunday night matchup to kick it off. Give us that week one. Let's get that out the way early. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And then I had to think again. I'm like, yo. Last season, um, last game of the season is always a division game because in my head, I was thinking that there were going to be a bunch of interconference matchups at the end of the season that made zero sense. But now, with the thinking that maybe the 17th game is just going to be sprinkled somewhere in the season, it's like, okay, I'm with it now. Now, I, I, I'm with it. I'm with it now. I get it. I get it now. I get it. I definitely get it. I understand it. I understand. So with that being said, I'm excited for the Packers and Chiefs game. Let's hope it. Let's hope it happens. Let's hope we get that early. Let's hope we get that early. Now, all I see, this is all I see though, is an extra week. Like, you get an extra week, and then you I'm thinking week what would it be? Week 18. That's a game right before the playoffs. 
that could lead to a season-ending injury for somebody on a team ready to make a run, like any other game. But it's just like it doesn't make any sense. Why do this? Why do this? Why do this, man? The seventeenth, you know. I, then, then I think about the record books. They'll be shot to hell by guys like Derrick Henry. Not even guys like Derrick Henry. No, not even guys like just Derrick Henry. Because now he gets 17 games to break literally every rushing record possible. Like, come on, fam. Come on. Like, come on. It's just no it's no need. It's no need. It's malarkey. It's malarkey, man. Um, you get eighteen weeks, one by one by week, and only the one C gets a first round by. Pathetic. 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 I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Not a fan. Not really a fan. Not really a fan at all. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Where to next? I know we kind of running through these topics, and I don't know why. I don't know why. It's just I don't know. It's a little fast. I don't like that. I don't like that. We already couple. We already knocked two of them out. We ain't even fifteen minutes in yet. That's a problem, people. That's a problem. We rushing through. We gotta relax. Gotta pace ourselves here. All right, all right. So from the NFL. To the NCAA Let's talk about COVID testing in sports in general Now Kim Mulkey Who is the coach of Baylor's Women's basketball team Said the NCAA This was of course before the games All took place But she said that the NCAA should have done away With COVID testing for the final four She said wouldn't it be a shame To keep COVID testing And then you got kids that test positive Or something and they don't get to play in the final four now I'm not going to kill her for this I'm not going to kill her for her opinion Or her take on this Because we've all We've literally all had these thoughts Especially during the NBA Finals The NFL Playoffs We were all thinking it to ourselves Like damn I don't want my guys One of my guys to get test positive For COVID The week of the Super Bowl Or the week of the championship games Or the week of the wild card Like nobody wants that It's the timing it's the time you don't want the you don't want COVID to inconvenience your team for any reason, and I get that, I get that, I get that one hundred percent. So I get where she's coming from, but as long as everybody is following the protocol, then there should be nothing to worry about, correct? Think about this. This is what I said going into the NFL season last year. It's going to be about discipline, and it's going to be about coaches. And the organizations themselves And how each athlete carries himself How serious are you taking the virus How serious are you taking protocol How serious are you taking the consequences That come with it And how serious do you want to play Like how serious about you to continue to play the game It's going to be about accountability And how selfish or selfless You can be to protect yourself And your team from playing or not playing That's what it's going to boil down to and I feel like as long as everybody's doing what they're supposed to do, granted, there will be some anomalies here. There will be some, you know, maybe false positives or positives that we get. And guys are like, how the hell did I get this? I get that. Then, you know, that's where contract t- tracing comes in. But to say we shouldn't test it all, nah, I'm not really. I can't roll with that. I can't roll with that. I think it's selfish and dangerous to not test for COVID because what if someone gets it and then that leads to an undetected outbreak? Then everybody gets it. And, you know, everybody's symptoms are different. Maybe it goes under the radar and undetected for you. Or maybe it goes, you know, no symptoms, you're asymptomatic, but that could change somebody's life or change somebody's, it could be career or life altering. And you don't want that. You don't want that. So I understand, yes, COVID is inconvenience. 
But COVID is also an inconvenience for literally everybody in the world right now, not just athletes at the college, at the high school, collegiate or pro level. COVID is not just affecting them. It's affecting us in different ways, but this is one of the ways where it's not that important. No, test for it. Test for it, because if you're doing what you're supposed to do, it shouldn't be any issue. Shouldn't be any, but it shouldn't. It shouldn't. You know, we. I think we as a people have to stop treating COVID like it's some pest and treat it like the dangerous uh, killer disease that it is. And you know I'm not about to get on here and, and, and preach to you guys about COVID safety and, and and protecting yourself and wearing your masks and and getting your vaccines, but you know you guys we we want this to be over, right? We we want this to be over with. We want to be done with this pandemic. We want to keep ourselves and our families safe. And by doing the ways you can do that, man, is wear your mask, follow your your safety protocols. I know it's nice out. And you want to get back out there, but come on. Come on, we gotta. We all have to do our part. And me personally, I've already registered for the vaccine. I have, I have, and I feel like more athletes, you know, probably won't say if they have or won't. But I'm pretty sure there will be athletes in sports who will probably gonna want it because, like, it's like having a gun. I'd rather get caught with it than without it. I would. I would rather have COVID roll up on me with the vaccine in me than without it. Because with it, I got a what, 99 point something percent chance of, of, of getting up out of here, getting it up out of here. And without it, I got a what, no no fighting chance, basically? Yeah. I'd rather get COVID than without it, man. That's just how I feel about it. You know? That's just how I feel about it. So when we talk about COVID testing, it's one of the necessary things. Because you literally never know I have had a COVID scare I didn't have it, thank God But I've gotten tested And I, it, yeah, it, it went in my nostrils It went to my brain I felt it So I, I understand the, the pains and the annoyance that it can be Especially as an athlete when you're getting tested Damn near every day If not, you know, more than one time a day I definitely get it I do But it's it's something that literally has to be done It's just that It's that important is that important? Is that important, man? I don't know. I don't know how uh, how people can't see that, but I just I just think it's just something that's pretty important to do. You know. Um. Let's see. Let's see, man. This is about to be like the shortest episode in a long time. I don't know what's going on. Let me tell you something. Tell you what's happening. We're gonna have a. Uh, What's it called? Big week here. We got three episodes coming this week. Now I'm not announcing it on social media and everything because you know how my life and schedule changes rapidly. But here we go. I, I know how to. I know how to put some time on the clock. Let's just have a conversation. Let's take a little break real quick. Let's take a little halftime, and then we'll we'll get back to the rest of the rundown. So I think we only got. Two more things to talk about, which is crazy. But let's talk about a couple of things. So, one thing I want to talk about is consistency. If you follow me on social media, you know that. Let's see. I've been. This episode was slated for 
Friday and Saturday. This is why another reason why I'm running through this. I feel like uh, you know, this episode is, you know, long overdue and I feel like, you know, I'm a week behind and I'm trying to get back on schedule. That's all this is. You know, this is basically like, you know, you get an album and there's filler songs on there. This is a filler episode. I'm gonna be honest with you. This is not gonna be like my best analytical um, energetic show But I'm just trying to knock this out So we can get back on track Because it's episode 135 But You know Consistency is key And if you know me personally I put a lot of pressure on myself I put a lot of pressure on myself I want I want this show To be A classic Every episode You know I want I want every episode To be like episode 86 If you know you know I want every episode To hit I want every episode to touch somebody, whether it's through comedic relief or something that I'm talking about that's serious, or they felt something that, you know, they related to when I talked about the games or something like that. Like, I want every episode to feel that way, but I've come to realize that every every episode is not going to be a classic. You know, every episode, you know, there's going to be slow news weeks, and, and the way I do the show, there's going to be some Mondays where the weekend news cycle is nothing to talk about. And, you know, I will have to start coming up with, you know, new segments and stuff like that. So I, I, I understand that, you know, and I think that's something that I've been struggling with <sighs> these last, I would say, like what, a couple months is how to keep going. Not that I want to stop doing the show because that's not what I'm saying at all. It's how can I, you know, keep the show fresh? Where it's not, it doesn't feel like I'm just rambling to you guys. You know, I just, you know, that's why I haven't been back on YouTube yet. Because, you know, I just got the Mac recently. And that was another thing, technical issues. But I'm just still trying to, you know, I did a couple things, you know, um, earlier, you know, at the end of football season. uh, Just testing the water, YouTube waters and seeing what works and what doesn't work. So I should be getting back to YouTube, I want to say in May. I think I'm I'm gonna come back in May, and get back to it. But as far as you know, the pod goes, you know that's that's the money maker right there. That's the that's the thing that you know has been the longest running. And it's just like, man, I want to give you guys two episodes every week. And then I'm also in this you know space where it's like, I want my all my episodes to be between 45 minutes to an hour. You know, you guys know if you've you've been with me since the beginning, my episodes used to be 25 to 30 minutes long. You know, I wouldn't let my topics breathe. I would run right through them and rush through them. But like today, I I look, I'm looking at the clock now. It doesn't feel like I did that today. It's just, I don't know. I just wanted to get it out of the way. Just wanted to get out of the way to be completely honest with you. I wasn't like ecstatic to come back in here and do this episode because it had been sitting for so long. Now, when I had it. At first, it was like, yeah, I'm going to get in here and knock this out. But I started feeling a little off over the weekend, my throat and everything. So I couldn't really talk like that and really give it to you guys like that. But it's just two episodes a week can be strenuous. But I want, I want you know, to, to have two episodes a week. I feel like one's not enough. You guys, you, you guys understand me. So, you know, this month is just going to be about consistency and, and knocking the episodes out. You know, giving you guys two episodes a week. And I think I'm going to stop doing uh, doing uh, promo drop, you know, day before drops. Like, day day before promotions. Like, I don't think I'm going to be doing that because you never know. It's like TBD. And, you know, I don't think a set schedule really works with the way that I do the show. 
you know, with a Monday or a Tuesday, you know, Monday or Friday. I don't know. You know, I, I'm just thinking out loud. Just thinking out loud. But, you know, April, just expect some good things. You know, I, I mean, I'm not going to tell you guys to get your hopes up for anything crazy. But I can tell you that, you know, we'll be dry. I'll be, of course, I'll be here every week. Try to hit you guys with two episodes weekly in April. Um, today, you'll probably, if you, you know, you'll see me this month on uh, doing a couple of uh, little WrestleMania segment over there at Sports Headlines for the my guys, congratulations to my guys Sean and Warner for hitting the 100th episodes, man. That's big. A lot of people can't say they've done that. So I'll be joining them for that 100th episode. So I, you know, link you guys to that this week. But you know, so I can tell you that the visuals will be back in, in May. That I can tell you with a straight face. I can tell you that the visuals will be back in May. But as far as this month goes, just you know, I'm just gonna be here. You know, pod man. I'm just trying to make it, man. Just trying to make it. Just trying to get you guys to understand where I'm coming from because I feel like, you know, being open and honest with you guys is the key. You know, I feel like if unless you follow me on social media, I don't, I really try not to put my thoughts out there like that. You guys know I, I don't take social media that serious, but like when it comes to me, of course not. But I I wanted to just get a couple things off my chest and where my head's at right now. Um, let's see. What else is it as far as we go in the show? I don't know, man. I, I just, you know, I'm just trying to make things interesting. Like, I'm trying to get you guys involved, man. Like, I would love to start having uh you guys, like, call in or something like that. Still trying to figure out how to make that work, and, you know, with my schedule and how I, when I record and everything like that. I might try the voice message thing again. But, you know, I, but you guys got to participate, man. Like, you guys can't be like, yo, let me on your show. And then when you get the opportunity, you don't. Like, I think that's frustrating. It is. It's frustrating. But, uh, um, yeah, man. So, just stay tuned. That's all I can tell you. Just stay tuned, man. Just stay tuned. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. All right. Let's get into some boxing news. Couple, couple things I want to talk about. Boxing related <sighs> I just find it funny how Terrence Crawford Was just criticizing Canelo For not fighting black champions But look at him doing the exact Thing he accused Canelo of Ducking Spence And Sean Porter To fight old ass Manny Pacquiao Come on fam Come on Come on Come on man Come on Let's be real Nobody wants this fight I promise we don't. I promise. Ten years ago, maybe, before you were, you know, you were young ten years ago. Pacquiao was 33. Like, this is a fight you guys are ten years, damn to ten years apart. We don't want this. Dog, we do not want this. I'm just tired of these old fighters past their prime, you know, still in it. Like, I don't, why are you still here? Leave. Especially Pacquiao, dog. Don't you got a country or something to run? Like, you know, especially when they can just walk into a title fight because of their name. Excuse me, because they're a name. Like, come on. Pac had to drop, get stripped of his WBA title due to inactivity after the Thurman fight. And now he might be getting another title shot. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke to me, man. It's a joke to me. And speaking of old fighters, let's talk about Cotto 
versus Juan Manuel uh, Marquez. So Miguel Cotto is, both of these guys are retired, by the way. Miguel Cotto is 40 years old, and Juan Manuel Marquez is 47. And they will be fighting in an exhibition match in June. I am so tired of all of these old fighters coming back for a quick bag. Dog, it's nasty. I'm tired of it. Everything y'all hate Floyd for, these boxers are literally doing, bro. Four years ago, Floyd came out of retirement to fight McGregor. Here's the thing about that. This was a hypothetical, what you want to call it, a dream match that everybody wanted. McGregor had been running his mouth about Floyd. UFC fans have been like, yo, Conor can do it. Everybody gassed, gassed this fight up. Everybody called for this fight to happen. We were itching for it. These are guys, you know, similar personalities in a way, and just big personalities, the money flash and everything. We wanted this fight, the the clash of the megastars in their sports. We wanted this fight, and we got it. Nobody wants to see Mike Tyson, Holyfield, Cotto, Juan Manuel Marquez, in 2021 we don't want to see that antonio tarver like fam what are y'all doing i told y'all i didn't want to see the youtube boxing i damn sure don't want to see our uncles fighting at the barbecue this summer i don't want to see that i don't i do not i do not i'm good the point i'm trying to make here is something that we knew already we already knew this Floyd is a blueprint. He's a blueprint. He is. He is. He's a blueprint. Now, something that I had no idea about that I saw that I just was so excited about, man. There's a new boxing game coming out. And it is um pretty interesting, man. So this is Esports Boxing Club. I believe that's what the game is called. I mean, that's the um, yeah, I think it's called Esports Boxing Club. So it's um by Steel City Inter- um International, right? Interactive, Steel City Interactive, Steel City Interactive. They've partnered with the WBC Ring Magazine and IB- IBF Copy Box and more to get this uh get this started, man. So I've watched the footage, and if you follow me on Twitter, you know I've talked, I've I've shared the footage of the alpha footage, um. Wow, like the the they, like it looks so realistic, and it's not even the full you know graphics. And you know, I I've longed for a new boxing game, man. And it didn't even have to be Fight Night because I know that that's long never never coming back. EA Sports switched to UFC, and the I think it was like one of the companies that was a part of um was it esports canada or something like that they're no longer of you know in business so i knew that the fight night dream was dead but this boxing game oh yeah i'm sign me up sign me up sign me up and it's like um they're gonna they're gonna keep like you know how we get dlc for certain games they're gonna keep updating the roster like madden like you know in 2k so they have a 100 licensed boxers including legends listen to this sugar ray robinson joe frazier rocky marciano um floyd patterson jack dempsey jack johnson roy jones jr tim bradley uh who else they got a Walmanuel marquez uh, terrence crawford amir khan a tour gotti or a pizza to god 
Um, who else they got on here, man? Roman Chocolate, Tito Gonzalez, Mickey Ward, Caleb Plant. Uh, who else they got? Daniel Jacobs, Sean Porter, Regis Progre, Jorge Linares, uh, Virgil Ortiz Jr., Oscar Valdez. They got all the young bucks on here, dog. Um, who else they just got? I think they just announced a new fighter today. Ricky Hatton, Edgar Berlanga. Um, who else they got on here? I wanted to see the new joint. They they released a new fighter today. I'm trying to find out. I know they had an event for it. It was a YouTube stream. Let's see. Because I don't see it on the full roster. They got boy. Oh, yeah, they have women boxing. Women boxers as well. Women boxers as well. Um... Let's see, man. Commentators. Oh, Shane Mosley Jr. Let's see, man. What happened? Where's the new boxer at? Why are they hiding it from us, man? I have mixed emotions. I don't know, man. I don't know. They didn't. I'm trying to um, see. Like, where is it, fam? Don't know, but the the roster is pretty stacked. The roster is super stacked, and um, I'm excited for it. It's definitely it's definitely going to be something. Um, you know, it's 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 way way more boxes than I expected, and I didn't expect them to do it like this, man. And this is like EA, they're done. They are done. What? Oh, but Cyborg? What? See, can we keep the can we keep the UFC out of this dog? Like, can we keep the MMA away from this? We don't need the crossover events. No, we're good. Keep it in the family, man. Keep it on the, in the family. Um, I want to see Canelo on that game. I want to see Floyd on that game. Give give Floyd a bag, man, and let's get him on there. But I'm excited for a new boxing game, man. I, I really am. I'm really excited for that. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. All right, so the MLB, I. I haven't really been paying attention to what's going on in Georgia. Let's see. The Georgia voting bill. So let's take a look to see what it is. Oh, so Georgia again. Give me a minute. Okay. So SB 22 signed into law by... GOP Governor Brian Kemp in late March is either the epitome of voter suppression or the embodiment of electric, um, election integrity, depending on who you, whom you ask. Um, can I get a full description of what this bill is? Oh, not the whole 95 pages. Oh, man. Can I get a summary? Fam? I'm not I'm not finna read all that. All right, here we go. Here's a breakdown. What Georgia's voting law really does. Okay, here we go. Passed a 98-page voting law last week following the first Democratic victories of President. Voters will now have less time to request absentee ballots. There are new strict uh, ID requirements for absentee ballots. It's now illegal for election officials to mail out absentee ballots. Applications to all voters. Drop boxes still exist, but barely. Mobile uh, voting centers um, are essentially banned, while early van... Early voting is expanded in a lot of small counties. 
but probably not in more populous ones while ordering food or water to voters waiting in line now risk misdemeanor charges are you serious if you go to the wrong polling place it will be even harder to vote if election problems arise a common occurrence it is now more difficult to extend voting hours election officials can no longer accept third-party funding with an eye toward voter fraud the state attorney general will manage an election hotline the republican controlled legislator has more control over the state election board secretary this is so crazy runoff elections will happen faster and could become harder to manage yeah this is nuts this is nuts it's clear man they saw they saw what we the people did in georgia this past election with flipping that state and flipping the votes and flipping everything that went down and they're scared of us man they're scared of the minorities they're scared of the forward-thinking majorities they're scared of the young people because that's that's what it is they're scared of us 18 and 18 to 25 they're scared of us they are terrified of the power that we have because we're not stupid we're not stupid think about this think about this i want to say if you were born Anybody born between, you know, after 95, you know, the 90s babies who are, you know, little adults now, we've seen a lot. We've seen a lot. We've seen a lot. A lot of us may not have the greatest enough memory, but I remember Bush. I remember going back and forth with somebody in the first grade over Bush and Kerry's election. I'm not. I remember that. I remember the Bush era. I was able to be a part, you know, live through the Obama era. And then I've seen what happened with Trump and I was able to vote for Biden. And, you know, I I, um, I voted in 2016, voted for Hillary, of course. Um, and I was able to be a part of this big win um, to get Trump out of here. So. They're scared of that. We know what's going on. I know more about voting and how the senate and the house works more than ever this pandemic has opened my eyes (laughs) i've never really i've paid attention to politics but at a surface level like this past election has really made me more you know smarter when it comes to that like now i can actually hold a conversation about what the house and senate can do and who you know i think we all learned about checks and balances but we don't remember what the hell the checks and balances and what the bill was singing about in the cartoon video we all watched in uh social studies class but now i really get it so after reading this article and seeing the voter suppression that is obviously happening happening in georgia and the um mlb all-star game was supposed to be held in atlanta they changed their mind so let's look at the statement that they gave give me a minute okay so major league baseball fundamentally supports voting rights for all americans and opposes restrictions to the ballot box commissioner rob manfred said in a statement in 2020 mlb became the first professional sports league to join the nonpartisan civil alliance to help build a future in which everyone participates in shaping the united states we proudly used our platform to encourage baseball fans and communities throughout our countries to perform excuse me, their civic duty and actively participate in the voting process. Fair access to voting continues to have our games unwavering support. 
uh, Manfred and the B- and MLB have not yet announced a new whole city. Yeah, like you know the they they were um, opening different stadiums, I believe, for um, voting and everything. So I respect that, man. That's a big move. That's a big move. You know, that's a big move. They're already looking for a whole city and everything, but it, it, it's just like, no, get out of there. Get out of there. We we're not going to support a state and bring um bring a uh you know bring business and money to a state who doesn't support the people. No, and we're not going to have our fans, you know, sequestered to that. No, no way. So this was what the Braves had to say. This was neither our decision nor our recommendation, and we are saddened that fans will not be able to see this event in our city. Team said in a statement, the Browns organization, the Braves organization, will continue to stress the importance of equal voting opportunities, and we had hoped our city could use this event as a platform to cap. Um, our city has always been known as a uniter in divided times, and we will miss the opportunity to address issues uh, that are important in the community. Um, this can't. Be the same city where Rashad Brooks just lost his life almost a year ago in June, right? Can't be that same Atlanta when we talk about division and uniting. Can't be that same Atlanta, right? Gotta be a different Atlanta. Gotta be. Gotta be. Unfortunately, businesses, employees, and fans in Georgia are... And at the end of the day, that's where it all comes down to. No matter how you frame it, no matter how you dress it up, you can put a Louis Vuitton dress on it. You can put a Tommy Hilfiger uh, shirt on it. It don't matter how nicely you try to dress it up. We all know what this is really about, and it's about the money. You guys don't care about voter suppressions in the city of Atlanta. You guys don't care about what's going on in Georgia. You guys don't care about that. You guys are upset that the MLB is about to, your pocket's about to get hit. Atlanta been open this whole time, so I know y'all not hurting for money. Y'all got fans, I think, in Atlanta, a little bit of fans. You know, at the end of the day, I know what it is. It's a pandemic. It's a scamdemic. It is. And I can see right through it. I can see right through it. Y'all ain't fooling nobody, man. The jig is up. The jig is up. We see you, man. We see you. I see right through it. I see right through it. I do. I do. But um, that's all I got for you today. Now, let me tell you something. What's, what's, what's guarantee? I can guarantee it. What's going to happen? Um, so Wednesday, I got to wrestle a WWE special. Because um, you know it is WrestleMania week We'll be breaking down this weekend's event I'm going to give you guys my top 10 WrestleManias I'm going to talk about everything WWE related It's going to be a great time um, Might have a couple call-ins You never know You never know what could happen On the Electrified You know what I mean? You never know But um, yeah, so Wednesday we got that For episode number 30, uh, 136 And then we'll be back to you know normal business On Friday for episode 137 So for the first time in Electrified history I look forward to finally giving you guys Three episodes in one week um, So shout out to Stadium Scene TV Thank you guys for continuing to listen and subscribe And all that good stuff Make sure you follow me on social media At Electrified Pod At Eric Lines TV On Twitter and Instagram um, uh, shout out to CMC and TV. Oh yeah, man! Shout out to my guys at um, Sports Headlines, man! Shout out to Sean and Warner. I appreciate you guys for having me on the show to on um today. Um, I appreciated that. Appreciated the invitation for your big episode. Be honest with you, I wouldn't have shared that episode with nobody but us. 
with you and your boy. I wouldn't, Sean and Warner, man. I wouldn't have. I, I me, I've already hit my one hundred mark, and I was. It was just me. I'd be damned if I have somebody taking my spotlight on my on our day. But nah, 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 nah. I'm glad you guys are having you on there, man. Shout out to you guys. Appreciate it, man. You guys want to love you guys. Much love. Um, so yeah, man, I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday, man. Make sure you tune in. It's gonna be a fun show. It's gonna be a fun show. So for the one hundred thirty fifth time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.